0: Welcome to Episode 3 of Learning About My Heart. I'm your host, Kurt Franklin, and in this episode, we're going to talk about information on rehab and recovery. Now, before we go forward, I have to offer my standard disclaimer. I am not a doctor, not a healthcare professional of any sort, and nothing that I say in this podcast should be construed as medical or health-related advice. It's just one guy who has had the experience of having to learn about his heart talking to you, one patient to another. And I hope you find this entertaining, informative, and maybe, just maybe, a little bit useful. But don't think of it as medical advice. That's the road to getting us both in more trouble than we need. Now, rehab and recovery. I found early on that I had some advantages going into the whole process of rehabbing myself after the surgery. The first is that I'm relatively young for having this kind of surgery. Had triple bypass and I was 48 when I went onto the table. I also found out through the incredible array of tests they put me through that if you factor my heart out of it, I'm a pretty healthy guy. That has helped me in a lot of ways. The third thing that helped me is that in the process of the last year or two, I had lost a bunch of weight back half a decade or a decade ago i probably came in at uh, 250 260 something like that pretty big guy before my fluid buildup started i was down closer to 200 pounds i zoomed up to 250 again with the fluid weight lost 50 pounds in the first week i was in the hospital and by the time i got ready to have the surgery I was down to my old high school wrestling weight of 289. Since then, having gone up a little bit post-surgery, as is usual with a lot of folks, I'm down to where my normal daily weight is somewhere around 172 pounds. And that's kind of where I think I'm going to try to stay. I'm comfortable. It seems to work well on me. And no one's really excited one way or the other. Good place to be. So I'm in basically good shape. I've lost a bunch of weight. And I'm relatively young. So my whole deal was to get up, moving, and start my rehab process as soon as possible. They helped me with this in the hospital. I had my surgery on a Tuesday afternoon. I... Woke up later that evening, really came to Wednesday morning when I had the breathing tube removed, and by mid-morning on Wednesday, I was up taking my first walk down the halls of the intensive care unit. It wasn't the fastest walk, it wasn't the steadiest walk, but I was up and moving. The advice that I got from the hospital staff was to walk walk, walk, and more walk. This is seen as one of the best exercise forms, at least by the people who were talking to me. I'm happy to do it. By four weeks after my surgery, I was up to walking a mile and a half at a time. Most of the time, I was doing this at the local mall. If you have a mall close to you, it's a great place to walk. Climate-controlled, they usually will go ahead and mark out either on the floor of the mall itself or in a map they can provide the distances from place to place and what the distance of a complete circuit will be and the stores like it when you go by you feel secure, you feel not environmentally challenged and you know how far you're walking. All good things. Lately though the weather where I live has been so nice that I've been walking outside. I'm up to walking between two and two and a half miles at a time now. I'm aiming for three and I'm going to be there shortly. As a matter of fact, I'm looking forward to just a couple of mornings from now when I'll go in to see the cardiac rehab folks and get some numbers put to where I am. That's something that many folks will do they will start a regular regimen of cardiac rehab with specialists either at the hospital or at a special rehab group can be a great thing especially if there's someone who has trouble getting up getting moving getting motivated there are a lot of reasons why you might get up have trouble getting up getting moving getting motivated but I tell you when I look around and see all the things I still want to do, I've got all the motivation I need. Now, there's one piece of equipment that I was introduced to before my surgery. And for a few weeks after the surgery, its use was incredibly difficult, but incredibly important. That's something called the demand spirometer. Basically, this measures how much of a normal lung capacity you have, both before and after surgery. Some friends who had had surgery before, had this kind of surgery, told me that it was important to get a baseline before surgery because immediately after surgery, I was going to be convinced the darn thing was broken. The little bubble moves so little. They're right. I was able to draw in up to about the 2,500 level mark before the surgery. After the surgery, 500 was a good day. I built it up over the course of three or four weeks until I was back at the 2500 level and beyond. It's incredibly important to keep the chest expanding and to keep the lung capacity expanding. Mentioning the chest, I have a physical therapist that I will see when I go to Hawaii. Mimi's great. And she has helped me with some shoulder issues, some arm issues, all kinds of things. And she sent through a friend a recommendation that I do some stretching on the floor when I felt comfortable doing it. So as soon as my incision point felt less tender, and I felt I had a little bit more knitted strength in my sternum, I started lying down flat on the floor, stretching my arms out to the side and really trying to stretch and open up my chest had a wonderful effect of also helping my back. My back hurt far more than my chest did and anything that would help me ease that pain was welcomed. Now, I've been moving along. I've been walking. I'm looking forward to being able to start doing some resistance training at the gym once again. But there's another aspect to my recovery and rehab that's a little more difficult to talk about, and that's my mental and emotional state. I found emotionally that I cried at the drop of a hat. Now, this wasn't a depressed wailing for myself. Happy things would make me cry. Sad things would make me cry. It was incredibly emotional and i'm told that this is very common especially in men following surgery of this sort i also found and was helped to understand this through friends and my wife that i was acting depressed in what way my appetite wasn't back I was having trouble sleeping and i had a general apathy dealing with The mental and emotional issues is an incredibly important part of your total rehab and recovery. How have I been doing it? Well, there's an antidepressant that I'm on for a short time, and I'm going to counseling. Most people who have this kind of surgery are offered one or both of these. I can't imagine trying to do this without it. I could probably make it. I mean, I wasn't depressed in the suicidal, I'm going to end it all kind of way. But there's no doubt that helping my head get back in the right place has helped my total recovery and rehab move along much more quickly and get me in a much better place to try and put all of this behind me and get on with the rest of my life. And that's what recovery and rehab is really all about to make it so that I'm not a patient as much as a person anymore in the next episode we're gonna talk about diet and boy is that a huge issue I hope that you found this episode informative entertaining and maybe just maybe a little useful and that you'll come back to listen to the next learning about my heart podcast Until then, I'm Kurt Franklin, saying so long, we will catch you later.